Dave sitting down. That's Uncle Dave on the bottom. I wasn't even an uncle back then. But he was, yeah, a, but well, he was a bottom. You know what? <laughs> I was almost. <laughs> I was almost an uncle. Folks, welcome to another Something in the Water podcast. I'm your co-host, Uncle Dave Griffin. I'm Sean Clark. And our guest this time is Flintlock Annie. Hey, y'all. Hey, how's it hey. going? Uh, let me introduce y'all personally. This is uh, Deanna Brooke Craven Thornton Verneau. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just take, uh, pick any one of those. I wanted to make it. sure this was as complicated as possible <laughs> for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're all as important as the next one. They are. Yeah. And Mr. Daniel Parrish. Yes, Good to sir. have y'all. Good to have you. Good yeah, thanks here. for having us. And uh, let's see. You said you were out of Albany? Mm-hmm. Albany. Albany. <laughs> and Daniel? That's close to New York, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the capital. capital. <laughs> <laughs> it's south side of New York. <laughs> Where'd you say you? Uh, originally live? from Thomasville. I live around Pavo, outside of Moultrie these days. Oh, okay. So I'm on the north side of Pavo. Because yeah. you're fancy. Because <laughs> I'm fancy. <laughs> Pavo is the home of the wrist wrestling champion of the world, Cleve. Cleve Dean. Dean. Mm-hmm. That's How did it. you randomly know that, Dave? I know Cleve Dean. Oh. I knew him. He, <laughs> I knew him, yeah. passed on a couple of years ago. He wouldn't fit in this room. He was a turnt up <laughs> big man. <laughs> now, uh, back in the day, uh, I used to play music in a nightclub band, and our our stomping grounds was uh, Val Austin. You know, mm-hmm. our lead singer that we backed up was from Albany originally. Uh, his name was Eddie Middleton, and. Uh, we based out of Aldoston at the King of the Roads, right there on I-75, big, beautiful place. But you would pull in on the weekends, you would pull in folks from North Florida to South Georgia, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Moultrie, Hayhara, mm-hmm. uh, Quitman, uh, Thomasville, Homerville, uh, Pavo was included in there, you know. But uh, Cleve was uh, a big fan, and he started coming out there, and and this was before he uh, rose to stardom with the uh, wrist wrestling. He was all over a wide world of sports yeah. and all those. All the, all the strongman competitions. Strongman competitions and all. And then he was uh, in the movie Over the Top. With Sylvester oh, wow. Stallone, yeah, right. he was he was actually the, the way I hear the story. He was he was so big that he couldn't be the champion against Rocky. So mm-hmm. Sylvester, because it wouldn't look real. So they but he had a cameo shot in the in the movie. So. Wow, just as humble uh, old feller, just soft spoken everything. But he was big, and he could hurt you. 
<laughs> if he wanted to, I'm sure. But he was a big fan of Eddie Middleton and the Down Home <laughs> Band. And one weekend he showed up. His wife had uh, uh, homemade him a, a T-shirt, a fan T-shirt with our, the group name on it. It was funky. Yeah. Very amateurish and everything, but it uh, on him, <laughs> you know, it looked like it was it was probably the biggest t-shirt she could find, but it was still <laughs> stretched, you know, and bulge. But anyhow, yeah, that's <laughs> random knowledge. Cleve Dean, not so random when you know him. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's Tavo. But now you hail from. All Benny. Mm-hmm. Yep, born and raised. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were talking about that earlier. Uh, my daddy was stationed there in the Air Force back in the early 60s. And so my All Benny and your All Benny was two different things, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely changed in the late 70s, yeah. early 80s. Um, and then it kind of continued into the 90s. And they've tried several times to, you know, rebuild that downtown area. We've got the Turtle Park and the Ray Charles Plaza. And mm-hmm. We've got the fancy hotel. But um, it's, it's still just really hard to keep people coming downtown. Um, but they do a pretty good job of trying to have, you know, little events down there like the Mardi Gras and the Fridays on the Flint. Wow. So they're starting to bring acts back to the Civic Center, finally, because it sat empty, you know, really? for years. You know, just falling apart. So I saw Stevie Wonder there back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody tells me. Oh, I saw Heart back when you know Heart was huge, and I've seen all all these great people, and I was like, God, I missed out on the on the best era yeah. of music coming to Albany. <laughs> and what's it called? The Civic Center. The Civic Center. Mm-hmm. The Civic James Center. H. Gray Civic Center. Yeah, it's, right it's, on it's the, pretty big. Right on the Flint. Mm-hmm. It? Yeah. Yep, it's right on the. It's river. right on the other side. Of, uh, after you cross one of those bridges, it's right on the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty big complex. Mm-hmm. So tell us about Flint Lock Annie. Does the river come into, or is that just no? A, no. It was kind of a secondary situation, secondary you know, because it, you know Double he's meaning. not he's not on the Flint. I'm on yeah. the Flint. Yeah. Um, but I it, got a house on the Flint. Thank you. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. He's called the Lake Blackshear. Lake Blackshear. That that's true. <laughs> so you're Flint people too. But I, I mean, I was kind of raised on that river. You yeah. know, fishing in that river, swimming in that river. My family was baptized in that river. Okay. Because um, we've been in the area since like the 1850s. But um, yeah, it was kind of one of those things we were knocking around band names. Like you know, we don't want to sound like nerds, but we don't want to. You know, we want to sound authentic. Good you know. Americana name. It's a good name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it was one of those things that we were knocking things around. And I was like, oh, you know, like Apocalypse Annie, you know, because mm-hmm. we wanted that kind of toughness of the band to come through. I think you know? my response was, I don't mind Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot spell Apocalypse. I think that's what he said. Nobody can spell Apocalypse. <laughs> and so um, at one point I was just like guns, you know, something from the South and a Apparently, I did not know until I went to thesaurus.com that a flintlock is a gun. And that's basically how it come about is I went to thesaurus.com and Google, I mean, just checked yeah, what's another word for gun. Yeah. And and it just kind of happened that way. And I mentioned it to him and he was like, that's, that's perfect. Let's we'll stick with it. You know, I, I wish it was a better story, actually. <laughs> well, I don't know if uh, if y'all have ever Googled your, yourselves. 
But uh, <laughs> I was uh, looking for images, and I came across it. I thought this would be fun to share with y'all and to any of y'all out there viewing today. <laughs> but these are the many variations on Annie band names with the name Annie in there. Oh, really? Yeah. Just just start at the top and uh, <laughs> pull them up one trying by to one. Trying to yes. hard time these guys? For huh. <laughs> no, no. It was just, I was. I Are was, you questioning my authenticity? <laughs> not at all. I was, I, was, I was mining for images of y'all. I just wanted, I always try to leave no stone unturned. All right. Now, this is y'all, man. No, that's not us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like hide this. that beard anywhere. <laughs> is it up? Is it on there now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's on there. I didn't know if it'd go to the top up there. I'm trying to bring it up there. That's Justin Mercer, our producer. There he is. There we go. He's usually sitting over there, but when we have two, he's got to sit mm -hmm. over here. Where is that's even nice that picture. picture? I don't even. That's, that's at my cabin. No, I mean, I didn't know it was on the internet. <laughs> I may have found this on uh, the Google. OnlyFans? Google Images. You found my OnlyFans page? <laughs> I've heard you make good money on OnlyFans. <laughs> hey, I'm doing all right. <laughs> Do you like feet? It looks like Joey and I are gazing in each other's eyes. No, but Captain Stan does. <laughs> all right, now, now hit the. Uh, we got Alabama Annie. Oh, I like the way that sounds. We got anxious, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> they look kind of anxious. <laughs> we got atomic Annie. See, apocalypse. Oh, I went too far. There. I may have even looked That's at atomic girls. Annie. That's yeah. all girls there. We got uh, what does that say? Automatic Annie. Huh. They're from the UK. Hmm. This is the. Uh, uh, Dreamboat Annie Tribute Band. <laughs> oh, I would watch that. Oh, crap. The names aren't there, huh? Oh, the names are at the bottom, underneath the, uh, the, the file there. Faithful. Faithful Annie. Huh. My beard started to have a little gray like that one time, too, and then it took over. Fast, Fast. Annie. That's what they called me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> that should be your uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, oh, so you've seen it. <laughs> that should be your OnlyFans name. Uh, okay, now this is cool. Now this this one showed up on Google, and uh, they're a band from y'all's area, but it showed up when I typed in y'all's name. Yeah. And then when I dug a little deeper, they're called uh, Jackson County Line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, the, so that was a mix up on the internet. Well, Not, they're they're we're really good friends with them. Y'all may have been in an article or something. Probably where so. You were both and we and anytime I'm in an interview, mm -hmm. Kevin Jackson in the hat is um, mm -hmm. he he was influential in getting me started in music that was oh, the first cool. band i ever ran sound for i was in college i needed a dollar and they're like hey you know how to run sound i'm like i know car audio that's it and well you're hired and so then you get paid 25 bucks free beer and chicken and let's go do some sound and so his college band um i was working for at the time 
And then I wanted to start learning how to play guitar and stuff. And so I'd sneak down to the studio. He'd show me a few chords. And so that's how I got started in music was through Kevin. Um, if you ever, y'all need to get them in here. They're a okay. fabulous mm -hmm. folk rock uh, band. And they're called? <coughs> Jackson County Line. Jackson County Line. His yeah. name is Kevin. Kevin Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. They're out yeah. of the Atlanta Country? area. It's a folk, Americana folk rock uh, thing. I'll have to check them out. Really see, good. See what they sound like. Yeah. Anyhow, I titled that picture uh, Flintlock Annie. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but so really now, not that uh, far off because one of Jen our songs. Annie. Jen. Jen Annie. <laughs> Jen Annie. Yeah, Jen Annie. Jen Annie. Uh, oh, God. It's uh, Jen Annie. <laughs> this is... Uh, hey. What is these guys? Hey, hey, Annie. Hey, Annie. <laughs> He's got my guitar case. <laughs> Another all-girl band. Looks like Mustang Indiana. Sally. Indianies. Indiana. Oh, that's cute, though. <laughs> N-D-I-N-D-I-E. Yeah. yeah. Or is it I-N-D-Y? They're from Indiana, anyhow. And it's just one of them things where it's the double meaning all over again. Right. Spend all their money on the guitars. They got and that guitar matches the lead singer's hair. <laughs> These guys look serious. Jug Hill. Jug Hill Annie. <laughs> Nickel Annie. We need to redo our logo. I know, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Annie. Willie Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Annie Nelson. Willie Nilly Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that now? It says Shooting With. Shooting With Annie. That was, that's a different name. Huh. Oh, God. Sideshow Annie. And the funny thing is many of these Annie, Steamboat Annie, these Annie bands have females in them, too. Mm -hmm. right. So it's a... I guess you got a name with Annie in it. I like y'all's the best of it. Thank you. Oh, Thank now you. these guys we've had at at, at uh, festival here. Tattoo Annie. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Tattoo Annie Project actually, but we met these guys at a festival up around Mid Georgia, Curly Fest, and uh, I was struck by these guys' originality and everything. They just really laid it on. Mm. Yeah, the Annies. <laughs> That's cute. Too. I think they're from Ireland. <laughs> Dublin. Uh, triple. Triple Annie. There's four of them. You just went on down the <laughs> That yeah. makes sense. Quadruple Annie. Tugboat Annie. You went down the rabbit hole with this. Uh, you really did. I <laughs> had no they idea. They were just all there, and I, I had to find, <laughs> I had to use it. Vigil Annie. That's also okay. really cute. Yeah. <laughs> we, we brought y'all here to... Just uh, uh, now I feel horrible. <laughs> so, 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 oh, it wasn't meant to feel horrible. I just was thinking that I thought it was funny. Uncle Ego Killer. Now the, yeah. the, the, I worked for years on that name. How did the Pistol Annies not show up in that yeah, song? That's what I'm thinking. That's one of my wife's favorite bands. I, I love didn't them. Didn't even dawn on me, but they they yeah. didn't show up in they the initial up. drop down. Yeah, and that kind of came to me after the fact. I'd mentioned it to him. 
him. And I was like, yeah. okay, so this is the name we're sticking with. And it came to me a few days later. I was listening to, I don't know, Outlaw Country or something like mm -hmm. that. And Pistol Annie's came on. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, you've got to be kidding me. How did I forget about this? But, I mean, we're still rolling with oh, it. Yeah. So, oh, you yeah. know. <laughs> all, the, all the drunk chicks will come up there in the show and they're like, now Flint Rock Annie. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's yeah. not Flint Rock. <laughs> Hey, whatever. Oh, Flint so, Rock. Flint yeah. Rock. We yeah, get, we get we that get a lot. Pine Top all the time. Pine Top dwelling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that was fun. That's a, so, how long y'all been Flint Rock, Andy, now? Almost a year? No. A year? We were, this was June, June of 20. That's right. Okay. Yeah, it's almost two years. Oh, COVID. That COVID had me lose a it year. I swear. everything down. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's right. So tell us about your musical styles and influences and how you came. <laughs> On the way over here, we were listening to Marilyn Manson. Well, heck yeah. And um, Eminem. Uh -huh. And uh, Roxanne Chante, uh, if you remember her. See, she did. Uh -uh. I, don't, I, don't was, I don't know that one. Um, she was an old like 80s rapper. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I mean, with Willie Nelson, the whatever. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's like, that's right down the road. We yeah, listen to everything. I mean, yeah. yeah. Y'all covered Beastie Boys, so, you know, it's, it's all good. It's good, it's good. But um, I don't know. It's Mine's more the uh, Willie Nelson, Way, you know, Waylon Jennings, that type of country, Texas country. And then, like I said, I'm a, I'm a huge gangster rap fan. So anywhere in between, we're, we're good. But the, as far as the band goes, it's, it's really like a, a, a grungy Americana. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So... Yeah, we, uh, with some with some country, yeah, country. thrown in for flavor and, and, some, and some soul, and it was kind of yeah, and I you know my <clears throat> my voice kind of lends itself more to soul and maybe blues, mm -hmm. and um you know I was kind of eclectic in my music as well, um and he's way more eclectic than I am, but what come out in our songwriting was something so different than the stuff that we actually listen to um and it, it just meshed well so mm -hmm. so good together um but yeah both right yeah yeah mm -hmm. he um he had a couple of cds a couple of albums um and i would go sit in with him from time to time at his shows and he would come and watch my band play sometimes and um i really loved what he was doing and when my band broke up um, I was kind of just left and I, I don't know what to do, not playing music. I've been doing it since I was 17, you know, I've always been in a band. Yeah. So to have a whole three months without a band, I was just like, what am I doing with my mm -hmm. life? Mm -hmm. And then he was like, come and sit in with me. And I came and sat in and we were, we were both kind of like, well, why aren't we doing this together? And I was <laughs> like, I don't know, let's do it. And, and, you know, not too long after that, we sat down and did our first song together. And so he had his songs that he brought from his two CDs. And then I had songs that I've been working on for years that didn't really have a platform because I was in a cover band doing 80s and 90s music. So, you and know, that band, Meow Kapow. Yeah, that's that's how I met you. Yeah, that's how we met. That's how I became a Pine Box Dwellers fan. That is not what oh. I said. <laughs> don't, don't you make Connor mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, big pine fest and mm -hmm. all that. Yep. Big pine fest. There's a lot of pines floating around. Mm -hmm. Well, um, so then y'all uh, probably already had a. You probably already had a group, or somebody 
yeah, on we, call. Or yeah, we, you I had, have my bass player. I had, yeah, <laughs> I, had, I had a group. She had a group, and the bass player played with both groups. And he, so he got, he got around pretty good. Yeah. So he would go from this this rock scene to this Americana scene seamlessly. You yeah. Know? So, um, but yeah, so I brought in my. Uh, I'd kind of fallen out with every lead guitarist that I had at the time. Not not bad falling out, but just like it just. You know, they had other things, wasn't working mm. out, whatever. And so uh, Matt Akins, our pedal steel player, he had come back into town. He'd been on the road with some other acts up and around Nashville and stuff. And um, so anyway, he came back into town. I said, hey, you want to play some leads? And so he came in, brought his steel and was playing with me. And, um, and then, like we said, we shared the bass player. And mm -hmm. so I brought Matt and the bass player, and then she brought. Um, me and my bass player and the drummer. And the drummer. Yeah, yeah. and the drummer. Okay. And so we just kind of. It seems like it's a very even killed, you know, you both brought contributions mm -hmm. were just flat even all the way. I love, uh, I Googled y'all's videos and uh, uh, all very earthy. Just, uh, you know, just a, a real straight from the Flint mm -hmm. River. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was kind of the intention. Yeah. Like I said, you know, I was raised on country music, but all of the bands I'd ever been in weren't really country. You mm -hmm. know, we were doing stuff like 99 Red Balloons and, you know, it was mm -hmm. it was it was pop, good bar dance music. Um, Nina? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, I loved doing that With the hairy song. underarms. Is it? I yes. didn't know that. Yeah, it was for, straight from that video <laughs> in 1980. Four? Something. 80-something. 80 80, yeah. We're going to watch that video on the way. <laughs> 99 Red Balloons. Yeah. yeah. She was German or something like that. Yeah, because I think yeah. it was the, the song is done in German also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was kind of one of those things that when, when we got together, <laughs> I really wanted to go for that authenticity because I had been in a cover band doing what it, it was comfortable enough but it, to me, it wasn't me. And so I wanted to be able to be with somebody that had that same feeling with the same kind of sound. And that's when, you know, and when we, we put it together, it was just like, oh, <laughs> you know, it just worked out perfectly. And that's mm -hmm. kind of one of our things is we wanted to remain authentic, original and, you know, keep that going in everything we do. Mm. And even even the cover songs that we do, we don't do them. Right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, we you just do, do the way we want to do them, <laughs> right. the way that y'all yeah. interpret it. So, yeah, exactly the way we interpret mm -hmm. it. Yeah, that's awesome. We're gonna get y'all to play some for us today too. If, Sounds uh, good. Yeah. So uh, let's see. I was wanting to talk to you a little bit about well, two things. Deanna is my wife's name. Oh. Yeah. oh. Oh, yeah, so, how did we not know that already? Okay. Uh, no, she goes by her middle name, you know. But What's uh, her middle name? Lynn. That is my middle name. Oh. I am wow. not lying. Really? <laughs> Say no to that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's how I know when I was if in trouble with my mama. Deanna Lynn. It's like, oh, yeah. God, what did I do now? If you spell it with an E. Nope. Okay. I was fixing I know, to freak out. Yeah, it'd get a little spooky. All right. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with Deanna Lynn Brooke Craven Thornton Verno. <laughs> I've only been married seven times, so I didn't keep all of the names. Yeah. <laughs> it was illegal in Georgia uh, at a certain point. Not if you're related to them. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I had to go to Alabama. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I had uh, I was, another thing I was wanting to ask you about was uh, was Albany. Um, from sixty to sixty four, I was there, and like we talked about, it's changed a lot. It's grown a lot. Number one, there's big bypass out mm-hmm. there, but back in uh, the '60s, the early '60s, it was just Highway 84, and we lived on the east side of Albany as you're coming into Albany. Oh, 82. 82. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I yep. always get them mixed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, BNS Trailer Park. I think it's still there. <laughs> it is still there. Yeah. I think it's like BNS and then Pine Pine Knoll Trailer oh, Park. I, wow. I may have, you know, run those but trailer it, parks back in the day. <laughs> it was thriving. Back right in, down from Kitty's back Flea in Market. Those days. Yeah. And uh, a lot of good memories were made there. Uh, lot 48 there. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, let's see, right up the road on the left was Sylvester Road Elementary, where uh, I went to school there. You did? Mm hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I, so, where you went? Yeah. Yeah, I went to three different elementary schools in, in Albany, I guess. Sylvester Road was just built when we were there. Oh, okay. So, in 63, I think, was when uh, it was brand new and we all. We're right up the road, so that was, you know. Yeah, that, they, that all of that area that you're talking about mm-hmm. is my old stomping grounds. It was. Mm, that's where I grew up. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Well, my other recollection is a little further in, there was a place called Five Points. Mm-hmm. And you branched off to the left and went to Radium Springs and yep. the Marine Base. Mm-hmm. And right there in the fork of the branch was the Albany Drive-In. And that's probably gone. Probably. I think it's a Hardee's now. Torn down now. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I saw many movies uh, as a child. And uh, and right uh, beyond that, there was two. It forked again. You could go left to the Marine base. Mm-hmm. Then you had a, a left-hand fork that went over one bridge, which is probably where the Coliseum is or the Civic Center. And then you had a, a, an, a another inside road that cut down this way and went over another Flint River Bridge uh, to downtown. And uh, right as you got near that right-hand fork, as you got right there on the right was uh, a little old uh, barbecue uh, joint or a foot-long hot dog or something like that. And and they had a neon pig running on it, on the sign. There we used to, we used to love that. I wonder if that was the old pig and whistle. Yeah, well, that was it. Uh-huh. Pig and whistle. Yeah. Now, um, that is not a liquor store now, but we do have a liquor store that is called the Pig and Whistle. But I, I've heard of that place. <laughs> I, I don't think I ever saw it though. And a little further down on that road, just before you crossed the Flint River, there was a. Uh, uh, Either a pecan company there, or it might have been a meat processing thing. But boy, that smell was just overwhelming. It smelled like meat to me, but it could have been nuts. I don't know. 
Hmm. Well, now we still have, if you go to certain areas, you know, we've got the Eminem Mars and we live not too far from Eminem Mars. And on certain days, that's when they're cooking the peanuts. And I mean, the whole south got, side of Albany smells like peanuts. They got candy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know now. what they what they make at that Eminem Mars, but they definitely cook a lot of peanuts there. Mm. And it smells great. <laughs> hmm. That's a good smell. And there was uh, Sears and Roebuck right across one of those Flint River bridges that we used to visit. Seemed like every Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It's where I bought one of my first albums years ago. Me and my brother pooled our money together, and we bought The Four Seasons with Frankie Valley. Mm-hmm. It was... Walk like a man, uh, big girls don't cry, and other hit twelve other hits. <laughs> That's a pretty good first album. That's pretty yeah, good. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't bad. I always did love them singing groups, vocal groups, sing harmony. Confused by the walk like a man, but sing like a woman. And I guess the last uh, fond memory of all, Benny, is uh, Slappy Drive. Cruising Slappy. I just remember it uh, because we'd eventually, and that seemed like the edge of town, which I guess it was. It was, yeah. 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 And uh, they had one of, uh, they, the first time we ever visited one of these strange and peculiar things called a shopping center, you know? That that's the Brooks. Like I that. think it's called the. It was called back then the Midtown Shopping Center. Midtown yeah. Shopping and Center. And now it's the yeah. Brooks Plaza. But Thinking yeah. about that, huh? Thinking you, the Brooks. Nope, nope, nope. We are not that rich. <laughs> like right. I said, we came from the trailer parks on the east side, so <laughs> <laughs> no relation. Now, years later, when we uh, right before we first got with Eddie Middleton in '75. Our band over here in Waycross was booked to play the Jolly Fox. I've heard about that Slappy. place. Yeah, I, I don't know Slappy. where where it was. Yeah, it was. My mom uh, could probably tell us. <laughs> you you T bone into Slappy Drive, and uh-huh. you either go right or left, and to the right would have been Midtown. Uh huh. And Jolly Fox would have been down on the right. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I'd only heard about it. Never. Mm-hmm. It didn't go very well. I remember I had a bad cold, and uh, we started out there. Back in those days, you played usually played Monday through Saturday, and uh, we started out with our brand of of uh, entertainment was uh, a lot of uh, um, Doobie Brothers, uh, Eagles, Orleans. And this was right when disco was first entering the scene, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the most played song on the jukebox and the Jolly Fox was that played over and over again was David Bowie, Fame. Mm-hmm. Over and over again, I heard that. And uh, you know who he co-wrote that with? I do. Y'all know Mm-mm. one of the Beatles. Huh? And he sang on it too. John Lennon. John. Yeah. David Bowie and John Lennon. And uh, the the owner, the manager of the Jolly Fox came to us on Tuesday and said, boys, I'll pay y'all to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't that we sucked. Damn. It's just that that's not what his crowd wanted to hear. They you weren't know? feeling it. We were killing it in Waycross, you know, but over in Albany, they had already turned the page to disco, I guess. Wow. 
sad, that. sad times. <laughs> That's what yeah, happened. Yeah. Disco happened, and then Albany just went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what's your uh, what's your history? Uh, did you you said you started playing uh, at fifteen? Seventeen. Seventeen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like I was telling Sean earlier. Um, my ex-husband is actually the drummer for Bodine and the Poachers. Oh, um, okay. And I really, I'd always just kind of like sang in my bedroom, mm-hmm. you know. And then I met um, Todd and his dad, Mike Fox, had been in music in Albany for years and years and years. And, um, of course, you know, teaching all of his best tricks to his son, Brandon. Mm-hmm. So me and Brandon and Todd and their dad started a band and... Um, I, I remember at one point I was just telling him, you know, I I sing, you know, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like, these guys are awesome. You know, they're so talented. Mm-hmm. Todd could sing and play drums like it was nothing. Brandon just, just tearing it up. Mm-hmm. Mike just tearing it up. And he was like, okay, well, you know, do something for us. Sing for us. And um, I was like, I'm really into Whitney Houston right now. <laughs> so, and um, I Will Always Love You was huge mm-hmm. when it came back out. <clears throat> excuse me mm-hmm. and i was like I'd, i've been jamming on this song so he started playing the dolly version and i started singing the whitney version <laughs> and he started to cry <laughs> and i was literally just like that bad huh yeah i was mortified i was i was, I was mortified i was shaking literally shaking yeah, in yeah. my shoes yeah. and then we kind of get done and he just looks at me he's like girl you can sing. And I was like, well, I told you I could sing. He was like, no, you can sing. And so I started um, singing with Todd and Brandon and um, his dad and my mom's now husband, uh, which was their bass player. That's how my mom met her husband, Steve Owens. Um, So we played in a band and we did typical kind of, you know, Leonard Skinner, 38 special, you know, Molly Hatchet, Allman Brothers type stuff, um, you know, which, you know, that's, that's just the music that people were listening to so um you know at 17 me and brandon are not allowed to be in bars but there we are you know and neither one of us were drinking we were we were being pretty good um but yeah if there was a bar somewhere in east in in albany we were we were going to play it we played in douglas tifton um little little tiny towns in between but you know once once it kicked off it was just like this this is great <laughs> i've got people yelling at me telling me i'm great and at that time i actually played the flute so um yeah i was a marching band nerd <laughs> hush your mouth um but when i'd break out that flute to do some marshall tucker those grown huge men in the bars would lose their minds. They would lose their minds if we broke out the flute, and um, it, and and that's that's how it all started. We just we started playing, and um, you know, eventually, me and Todd got divorced. We got a couple of kids out of the situation. We're mm-hmm. still friends. I go listen to his band. He comes and listens to mine. Um, but that's how it started. It all started with the Fox family. Yeah. Thank you, Fox family. Yeah. Now they didn't have anything to do with the Jolly Fox then. No, uh, okay. I'm sure Mike. Another. I'm sure Mike played there back in the day though, because I know I've heard the name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Right. Right. Well, you certainly picked a winner for that debut song to audition <laughs> with. I mean, that was absolutely perfect. And 
of course, I mean, it was it was all up to you, you having the talent and everything mm-hmm. to pull that off because that ain't no easy task. Yeah, that's a hard Either Dolly say. or Whitney. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I must say I could not do that today, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> for sure. But back then when my vocal cords were mm-hmm. young and prior to cigarettes and whiskey, <laughs> it wasn't that difficult. But <laughs> I got all flintlock. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, Daniel, what about you? What's your uh, what's your earliest entry into the world of music, or was it like mm. many of our guests are so different? Somebody was a child of four or something, yeah. you know, and then somebody like me, I I didn't pick it up till I was out of high school. That was that was me. I I played piano, took some lessons when I was I don't know eight. Somewhere in that age range, my mother is a great pianist, and so I, she wanted me to play piano. So I was trying to play piano, and I just Did she teach you? I, no, she took me to somebody uh, somebody else. else. I mean, I, I can generally chord, works better. Than I can chord a piano to death, but that's about it. I can't play one, and I just I lost interest. You in say it. you can chord chord one. one. To that's death. that's about it. Um, just lost interest in it, and. Um, looked at the guitar i think they picked me up a guitar that had a neck kind of bowed like that and i said this is too hard to play so i put that down and like you i was i was in college like i said kevin we were in college kevin jackson showed me first couple of chords that i knew so i was in college when i first picked up a guitar i'd always been interested in writing those poetry and things like that had always been um you know more my speed as far as as that goes um and then you know got into the production side and running sound for bands and you know doing that end of it mm-hmm. and then worked my way into the the music side the performance. yeah the performance mm-hmm. side so yeah it was i was a i was a late bloomer mm-hmm. so my story's way cooler i'm just gonna put yeah. that for you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everybody comes at it from a different angle. That is very true. That is for sure. But but there's so many similarities in all of us, too. You know, working, uh, running sound that gives you a different perspective on it because I've I've done that too. But I started out playing, and then so why is all these sound guys so mean? (laughs) And then I started helping run sound with that goes out to you, Paul Lee. Paul Lee. (laughs) And then I saw the other side of it and. Like, oh, and then, okay, so this band is not doing stuff right. They're not setting up right, or they're not, you know, whatever. And uh, I got to see a little bit of both sides. Or, the, or they're not paying attention. We're yeah. like, okay, let's check monitors, and you can't get their attention. And yeah. Yeah, it's, it's aggravating because my chicken's over there getting cold. If we'd hurry yeah. up and <laughs> yeah. get back to that, yeah, you know. Like work I feel personally attacked. Well, no, but uh, the other half of your band, that, that goes straight she out to this guy. She's still over there talking. She won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, that's 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 it. It's funny, too, saying that. I mean, she's always like, let's go to a concert. I'm like, am I getting paid? Yeah. <laughs> then no. <laughs> so... Like you do, you, you find yourself walking in and just kind of looking around. And why did they put the lights this way? Why yeah. did they set the speakers this way? Ooh, that's terrible. It's like a tall man walking to a bathroom. It's like, this is cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think last time we were at a concert and he just politely put his, his put little ear- earbuds in, in. Just like just looking at the this sound is, guy like, mm-mm. This is no joke, though. The opening <laughs> act. 
Um, I don't know who was doing what, but they didn't know how to run that Digico board back there. And the next thing I know, one of the line array speakers is just flopping up there. It's it was terrible. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I had fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I don't hear any problems. <laughs> I'm taking my my son graduates this year and uh his favorite band is one of my old favorite bands. And uh so he's never been to a big concert. We're ta- I'm taking him to see Nine Inch Nails in <gasps> Franklin, oh, Tennessee. Wow. Boy. I-, I saw him at the Fox 30 years ago, so it's going to be fun. I didn't know Trent was still touring. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that he was either. I was kind of looking at some of the other bands that he wanted to see, and uh, I was I didn't really care. You know, it was like, I'm too old for this, but I was trying to find something. And then I saw that they were touring, and I was like, oh, this is going to be the one. Heck, right. yeah. Nice. That well, sounds awesome. Uh, Franklin, Tennessee. At some, uh, I can't remember the name of the auditorium. Franklin? It's outside, yeah. and That's it's right outside. It's kind of Red Rocks. It's, it's got a yeah. uh, mountain wall around you. Wow, it's gonna be cool. Yes, sir. I wonder if it's the caverns. Um, up there, because I know that. I think that's underground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I can't remember what. I don't, I don't think it's I don't think that's in the title because I thought it was going to be an inside place when I was looking at the map of where mm-hmm. we were going to be sitting and then when I saw the picture I was like oh this is cooler than I thought mm-hmm. uh, I can look it up real quick I didn't mean kind to sidetrack kind, this with kind this. of red Roxy yeah I'd like to go to Red Rocks at some point in time yeah me too uh, let's that's see. a cool venue you've been mm-hmm. we watched um Government Mule and uh, String Cheese Incident, and it was it was, <laughs> it was transcendent. <laughs> it really was. Well, you're right in the thick of nature. Yeah. Yeah. Rocks. First mm-hmm. Bank Amphitheater. It does not sound like <laughs> it. Sound cool. Put it into perspective. But, well, they're uh, all named after corporations. Yeah, they nowadays. are. But it looks pretty cool. If you Do y'all need a, a driver or anything? <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit out in the parking lot and wait on you. Well, there's two tickets. Uh, you had to buy two or four. Ain't he the one, uh, Trent Reznor, didn't he do that song, I Want to Mess Your Face Up Like an Animal? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's okay. pretty much it. <laughs> didn't somebody tell you that while you were in Savannah this past time? Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going to mess yeah. your face yeah. up yeah. like an animal. Yeah, and then I turned <laughs> on him and laughed right in his face and tased him. No, no I did not. But. Somebody else did. <laughs> and that old saying about uh, uh, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. He was a big man and he fell hard <laughs> on River Street. Did you get any satisfaction from watching him fall? No, it was all disconcerting to me. The whole thing was because it came out of nowhere. You know, we were just casually walking down the street and talking about Savannah Smiles Piano Bar and I heard his voice over my shoulder as he entered the scene with his girlfriend. And I heard his voice coming over my shoulder saying, what y'all talking about? <laughs> and I thought, well, sir, uh, Savannah smiles. And he, he, he just, I, then I saw the look in the eyes, you know, and he was way out, way out there. Way up there, <laughs> out there. And that's when he came deranged and uh, said, I will mess your face up like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and before I could even collect myself as to what 
how to respond to that. The danger you know? that you were in. The danger that I was in. Uh, You're sitting Emin, there still smiling. I'm, yeah. still, I'm still talking about Savannah smiles, and I'm smiling, and uh, I'm thinking, well, we're getting a native from Savannah who may, may be able to direct us to the place. <laughs> Instead, he directed an uh, uh, insult. <laughs> and uh, a, That's a, a nice threat. He directed a threat toward my head, <laughs> and uh, it came in loud and clear. But it wasn't registering. It was all very uh, surreal. And before I had time for him to do any damage to me, uh, the cops were right there, and uh, evidently he they had somebody had already called them in. Because he had been uh, a public nuisance already to somebody, and the police were called, and it was fortunate for me that <laughs> Savannah men in blue were on the job. So they escorted him immediately away from me and and uh, my wife, and uh, and it was a fun night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break and come back and hear some Flint Lock Annie music. Hey, we'll be right back, folks. Something in my brain won't let me stray. Something in my veins gonna find its way. Something in the water taught me how to pray. We're back on something in the water. We got Flintlock Annie. What's your first song we got here? Got a little tune. It's called Absent Cowboy. Um, it's written by my cousin Jeff Hill. Uh, he's got a screamo band, hardcore progressive punk, I think is what they call mm -hmm. it. Uh, uh, Machinist is the name of the band. But anyway, he's the lead screamer. And he came to me and said, I got you a song that Flintlock Annie could play. And I'm like, I don't, I don't yeah, think I don't you think do, you buddy. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, he's, he, he started coming up with the or the melody and the words for me. I was like, okay, so I put some chords to it and came in, uh, came up with the song. But it's uh, Did he write the lyrics? He did. And okay. it's uh, when you hear it, you're, you have to pull up Machinist and listen to some of their stuff later right. and then compare it to what you're hearing him do here. And it's, it's yeah. night and day. But again, yeah, it is. <laughs> so this is uh, called... Uh, Absent Cowboy. Absent Cowboy. Well, okay. Jeff didn't know it. He wrote a song about my daddy. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> daddy went missing. Didn't and by the way. Oh, he didn't go missing. He ran. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Even if this song had been uh, Screamo, uh, she could have handled it. I think oh, I yeah. could have been, yeah, yeah, been fine. <laughs> absolutely. All right. So. Here we go. Absent right. Cowboy. They called you an outlaw on TV They whispered your name in church Ain't Etta packed up your belongings One day while mom was at work I was just too young to get it I still asked, well, where had you gone? Stuff in the 
I think that was screamo. <laughs> Pretty much. That can be a little loud. <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> that was good. <clears throat> and he wrote all the words. Oh, yeah. Was it uh, just an idea or was it based uh, on reality? In no, it way? wasn't based yeah. on reality that I know of. It was based on her reality is what I've been told. But, uh, <laughs> and he didn't even know it. <laughs> and he didn't know you. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. But well, yeah, it's no. kind of like, you know, Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. you know, he, he left all them daughters at home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think my dad ran off to, to Indiana when he found out I was born. I was like, it's kind of funny that you went to a state that has my name in it. <laughs> <laughs> Put together a girl band named the Indianies. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Very good. You got another one? Yeah. Did we determine what? No, we did not. We did not. <laughs> what do y'all want to hear? Folks, send your cards and letters in and let us know what you want to hear. <laughs> okay, they've spoken loud and clear. <laughs> this one says free bird. Free bird. Of course it does. This one says wagon wheel. <laughs> That's funny. Mine uh, says hold on loosely. That's weird. <laughs> um, y'all could do... Uh, Somewhere Alabama, or not? Yeah. So I don't mean. Yeah, this uh, this little tune. I was going out to Mississippi to play at a friend's wedding, and uh, my wife was driving and I was riding, and she says, uh, she was like, "Look at the sunset." Whatever. We're in the middle of Alabama, and mm-hmm. I uh took a picture and posted it up on Twitter and was like, sun setting somewhere Alabama. <laughs> and a couple hours later, she's still driving and I'm bored and I'm like, hmm. And just started, yeah. just started writing. So that's yeah. where that came from. At least I wasn't in the middle of Mississippi when I wrote it. <laughs> just doesn't have that same ring to Ooh, it. Yeah. And my yeah. crooked letter, crooked letter, I. Long sideline, woman of my dreams, sitting right there. Nothing between us, good conversation. Who, the what, the when, the where. She noticed the sun sinking just a little bit lower. She was 
just a little bit oh, And we were watching the sunset somewhere Alabama Wanna take our time Make our way We were watching the sunset somewhere Alabama Head on back to my road today This crazy life that we live in Seems to take us everywhere Sometimes you got to just pull on over Smell the roses and taste the air Don't blink, oh this moment will be over Intoxicated, but still sober And we were watching the sunset and somewhere around the Wanna take our time Make our way We were watching the sunset Somewhere Alabama Head on back to my road today One thing led to another Time seemed to slip Right on by And we were watching the sunrise In somewhere Alabama Finally took our time Made our way We were watching the sunrise In somewhere Alabama Head on back to my road today We were watching the sunset and somewhere around the band. Well, I hear every influence y'all said at the beginning of the program uh, grunge, Americana, and country. I hear it all right there. That's beautiful. Uh, I like uh, the, the line. Uh, Heading back tomorrow today. What that means to me, I want to hear this because nobody ever asked <laughs> is that you're you're in a state of constant putting off. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not. Oh, and uh, I am. <laughs> we can uh, we can go home tomorrow, and if you say that every day, then you're never going home. Right. You know, that's what it means to me. You're so, in a you gonna break the news of, to him? You're, yeah, you're right. in a con- I'm wrong. <laughs> but, oh, oh, instead yeah. of going home yeah. tomorrow, we can go home today. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but why would you want to? It yeah. sounds like a yeah, blissful absolutely. spot you found. Absolutely. <laughs> but what 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 had happened was, <laughs> yeah. um, so we were in Mississippi and we were coming back home, 
And the way we were driving home. Oh, y'all were headed home. Yeah, we okay. were we were heading home. But this was all right it on the way there. Uh, oh, most, okay. most of it. Most yeah. of it. You know how songs are. You ain't got everything yeah, quite where you need right, to be. Right, but anyway, right. I wrote a lot of it on the way there. I wrote the, 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 the hook on the way there. But on the way home, I noticed that the roads didn't quite look the same. But I was like, eh, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. strange place. We're just driving through. And um, GPS had decided to reroute us. And instead of going home, we're heading back up towards Atlanta. And so I get up there close to Atlanta, and we find 75 and head back. And I said, well, at least we made it back tomorrow. (gasps) (laughs) And that's where that came from. Morrow, Georgia. Georgia. (laughs) We made it back tomorrow. Today. That's not where we were going. Y'all just full of tricks. (laughs) (laughs) So it was nothing artsy or anything. I wish it would have been. And that's that's also one of the things that that I really like about Daniel's songwriting is he has a way of being very clever um, with his words. And and that was one of the things I was just like, he's he's a fantastic storyteller, a fantastic songwriter. Um, so it, it makes me very happy when I listen to his songs that he's written and the stories behind them, because my interpretation when I bought his CDs were completely different too. I was like, mm-hmm. get back tomorrow today. What is that about? Mm. Oh, it's just about Morrow, Georgia. <laughs> GPS well, <and> sucks. It's <laughs> an explanation. That's, um, uh, is who, who wrote the war boys? Is that another one of yours? I had the lyric, and I couldn't come up with a melody for everything I kept trying to write. Kept sounding like something else, and I just I couldn't put my finger on it. And um, so did we? Did we play that night or not? I can't remember. I feel like I sat in with you. Okay, so we'd have been up at the lake. Yeah. And um, it's all a little blurry. Yeah, for me, late night. <laughs> like a Somebody case of beer. <laughs> <laughs> but so we got we get back to the lake house for some after doing something i don't know and um it's two o'clock in the morning probably and my wife's gone to bed her husband's gone to bed we're assuming in separate beds <laughs> but uh so we don't we, ask questions don't you don't want the answers to yeah. <laughs> so um so we're sitting out there on the back deck and um i was like i got this this song got some words and she was like, I said, but I don't really have anything. I'm looking for a melody. And she said, what have you got so far? And I was like, that's it. That's This is E minor shuffle thing. And mm-hmm. she starts, she keep it going, keep it going. And she, she ends up singing over the top of it. And then when her natural key change went, it took me to an A where I've been trying to go to a D. And I'm like, that doesn't quite sound like Neil Young anymore. Okay. And <laughs> You know, it just it worked out. And luckily, wrote that one together. luckily, I thought hit record. So we yeah. I was like, we wrote a song last night. What? You'd have never known. But that's that's where that's where that kind of that was the birth of Flintlock Andy. Yeah, I guess was. was that night. Oh, it was so, that mm-hmm. night. Yeah, um, it was that song. And that y'all night. wrote a song actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's pull. Yeah, it let's there. pull that one up. That ain't country. <laughs> Sorry. Grunge Akana. <laughs> I like the effect on your vocal. That is not what we envisioned, but when it That's happened, I was like, Distortion out there. Yeah. 
funny though and I, I wrote the words to that like i said i didn't have a melody and my my friend uh kevin jackson you pulled up earlier from jackson mm-hmm. county line I, I we bounce stuff off each other all the time and uh so i'd, I'd send him the words it was like help me with the melody here i'm kind of stuck and because uh, i had no clue what i wanted to sound like <laughs> he immediately called me and he was like it was a little out of my wheelhouse and he was like are, are you okay like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Why? And he goes, I'm just checking on you, man, making sure you were you in right headspace and everything. I was like, Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Why? And he's okay. I'm just making sure. So uh, anyway, so yeah, that's out of my wheelhouse too. I'm, I'm I can't help. And uh, we still were working on the chorus a little bit, and actually sent that off to Jeff Hill, the, the screamer. And I said, Hey, help me with a chorus here. I, I want something that says rocking in the free world but i can't use that you know just mm-hmm. i just want something to drive it home and the lyrics the, on the course it's or the, the, yeah, the lyric okay. on the, on the, the course and so uh, he helped with that and then it, it got a little wordy and so i, I whittled down what he had had uh-huh. so he got a he got a co-write on that as well um, what is it about I, that strikes me as gangs of new york only in south georgia 
like a tribal type element. Right. It's not a real war. Sure. Um, it's like see, and, and and that's what I'm saying. The story for us was better because that was the birth of Flintlock Annie that night. Yeah. But for me, I normally have a great story or at least story for most songs. That when I came home, I was pissed off with the world. <laughs> I just had a bad day at work. Everything went wrong. I don't know what else to say, and it just came pouring out. Um, so that that's yeah. awesome. I kind of was t- taking it as a band going against the world or whatever. Right. Uh, oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Taking a stand and like, fight, you know, singing about what you yeah. believe in and stuff. Fight the but, man. Exactly. Pearl Jam. Down and the it. Neil that Young, <laughs> Neil Young analogy. Yeah. Uh, crazy Horse. Yeah. I'm a you huge know, that's Neil the Young grunge. Fan, so yeah. That's that's grungier than most. Crazy. Right. Horse. Anytime he records with Crazy Horse. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. I'm a I'm a huge Neil fan. And that was also, like we were talking about earlier, that was, you know, when we went into the studio to record that, there were no effects. We didn't even think of putting effects on my voice. But when he sent us the CD, I was like, that's just perfect for that song. Perfect. You just, you just gained it out uh, naturally? Oh, no. It was just gained was, out that, naturally? Well, I think oh, he they, went back they did and added that. Yeah, okay. yeah. He, he kind of put some distortion yeah. on my voice. Yeah, yeah, uh, and okay. it it really added those uh, like mm-hmm. it just gave it some oomph, and that mm-hmm. anger kind of really cut through when he did that, and mm-hmm. it it was never really a thought in our mind to do that, but when we heard it, it was just like, Mwah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, you got. It sounds like you've listened to Pat Benatar a time or two. In I your was life. raised on Pat Benatar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, folks, we're gonna do a little uh, tale of the week. Uh, Written by yours truly. That's yours truly me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this one uh, is not in the book. Uh, This was one that came. So. Yeah. Oh, Justin, but a couple of. Footnotes in this. Uh, yes. Okay, so after dropping out of the electronics program at Waycross Ware Vocational Tech in October of 1975, I packed up my red and white Volkswagen van and headed west to Valdosta, Georgia to realize a dream come true playing music on the road for a living. Homegrown, the five-piece Waycross, Georgia band that I was a member of, along with, let's see, I will go left to right, uh, along with Ricky Alderman on keyboards, drummer Bruce Wood, T. Wayne Scarborough on bass. T. Wayne was originally in a uh, 60s beach music group called King David and the Slaves out of Athens. Their lead singer was Randall Bramlett. And uh, uh, and on the far right there is our lead guitarist, Joe Shear. Dave sitting down. That's Uncle Dave on the bottom. I wasn't even an uncle back then. But he was, yeah, a, but well, he was a bottom. You know what? <laughs> I was almost... <laughs> I was almost an uncle. I was just a few weeks away from uh, my nephew Graham being born, which made me an uncle, which ended up because of Graham. Uh, That's why everybody calls me Uncle Dave now. Mm -hmm. But anyhow, 
that's a whole nother story. <laughs> so Homegrown uh, was hired by Eddie Middleton, former lead singer for King David and the Slaves and formerly from Albany, Georgia, <laughs> to back him up at the Holiday Inn nightclub in Valdosta, known as the Inn Place, managed by Julian Boots Tudor, a barbershop quartet singer in Valdosta. Prior to hooking up with Middleton, Homegrown had built quite a f- local following, playing the music of the Almond Brothers, Doobie Brothers, Orleans, Eagles, pretty much solid contemporary rock and top 40 music. After answering the call to join up with Eddie, I was introduced to soul classics and rhythm and blues for the first time as a guitar player and vocalist. It was exhilarating. I never knew I could get on up and get on down at the same time. We spent just two weeks at the end place before being offered a lucrative job as the house band, a stone's throw away just across I-75 at the King of the Road Motor Inn. That bottom picture there is standing on the stage and looking out over the room. It was beautiful. It was like something out of Las Vegas. Red velvet wallpaper and uh, those... Seashell seats, big booths in the on the second level up there, red naugahyde chairs, <laughs> and uh, and a stage that was about four feet off the dance floor, in a half moon shape. The room just came out in half moon, every tier getting larger than the previous one, before it, <clears throat> it was very decadent. So we got right down, no, uh, the Red Room Lounge there was wonderfully decadent and uh, managed by a sassy redhead by the name of Nan Fielding. We got right down to business, playing five hours a night, Monday through Saturday, to locals, college kids, and Air Force personnel. But first, we had to look the part. This was uh, 75, folks. Several trips to the famous store and the fly shop in downtown Valdosta took care of our wardrobe, consisting of polyester, double-knit, stacked shoes. We couldn't help but play funky. Eddie Middleton, a graduate of Valdosta State College in 1970, was well-situated and had an apartment near the school. Ricky Alderman, in his final year at Waycross High, and Bruce Wood, our drummer, was still employed full-time at the Waycross Cable Company, had to commute every Monday through Friday down dreary two-lane Highway 84. Joe Shear, Wayne Scarborough, and I were given individual third-floor motel rooms at the King of the Road, just a short Otis elevator ride between the bedroom and the red room. Joe, Wayne, and Bruce were married men of the group, so Ricky and I were left to follow Eddie's lead. Joe and Kathy Shear were still lounging in the honeymoon phase of their new marriage. Bruce Wood's wife, Lillane, was home with their two young children while he was burning the candle at both ends. Wayne and Ann Scarborough brought their kids on the road with them. Three peekapoos. The mama named Puff, mother of Hooley and Poppy. The Red Room had three tiered levels for dining, drinking, and dancing. 
Homegrown started each evening at the King of the Road with an 8.30 dinner set, playing easy-listening country rock songs from Poco, Kenny Loggins, America, and the Eagles, winding up with a blistering version of Dickie Betts in memory of Elizabeth Reed, which almost always brought Nan Fielding rushing to the lip of the stage, waving a red cloth napkin, admonishing us to turn down Eddie would come out next and ramp the evening up with an eclectic musical mix like something out of Las Vegas. We played everything from third-rate romance by the amazing Rhythm Aces and Freddie Fender, Wasted Days and Wasted Nights, to Fire by the Ohio Players and How Long by Ace. As 1975 wore down to the end, a wore-down road-weary Ricky and Bruce put in their respective notices, marking the Saturday after Christmas as their last gig with the band. But as the saying goes, the show must go on. Hating to see them go, in early 1976, homegrown with Eddie Middleton, would soon be sporting a new name, a new keyboard player, and a new drummer. Part two. To be continued in our next episode. But the drummer and the keyboard player that we ended up getting to replace them were both from Albany. One of them, uh, the keyboard player is no longer with us. His name was Lee Newell. And he was a regular in the 70s at a place called the Pine Room. Uh, It's probably like a... VFW or something like or it could have just been an old bar and uh, it's funny the people around Albany they saw him so consistently at the Pine Room they couldn't remember his name or anything but he was a great vocalist and had him a little organ set up there on B3 I suppose it was and he would he would kill it he had a great voice but they couldn't remember his name. They'd see him around and about Albany after, you know, <laughs> and uh, they just took to calling him Pine Room. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what we called him. I've never heard of the Pine Room. Yeah. That's the first one. Yes, yeah, I've uh, never it, heard that. Probably uh, faded in time. And the drummer ended up being Mark Yarbrough. And uh, he went on to Nashville after he left us and produced a record by Kim Carnes. Oh, wow. Yeah. You remember her? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was she the uh, Betty Davis eyes? Betty Davis eyes, yeah. yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. She had that. There were several hits right around there. Bonnie Tyler and Kim Carnes, they both had that yeah. gruff, gravelly. that yeah. gravelly voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so people wanting to know more about y'all, you've got uh, a website exclusive to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um, our website is flintlockanny.com. Okay. And on that website, you can find out where we're playing next. You can also uh, download our album. 
Um, uh, um, if you're not into actually buying the downloading, you know, which helps us out tremendously. So if you can, please do. Um, the Moonshine Sin album is on our website, but we're also on Spotify, Pandora, mm-hmm. Amazon, iTunes, all of that. Um, so to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've got our, our YouTube channel, which has several of the um, uh, videos with the music lyrics that I worked so hard on. <laughs> I have to look at the website more often. That is a cool. <laughs> I had a friend of mine's like, we want to know the words. We want to know what you're saying. And I'm like, okay, this, this will only take about four hours per video. Cool. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, so yeah, we've got our YouTube, we've got our Facebook, we've got our Instagram, we've got our actual website. So, um, and we're also on Twitter. So yeah, on all the social media, we're not on TikTok yet. And and I'm, I'm really fighting that so I'm fighting hard. that as well. I don't want to do that. Like, what am I got to do with this? Yeah. I'm not funny. I don't, I don't know. It's like you got to come up with a whole nother thing. Yeah, yeah. Of shorts, short videos. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it can't just be, you know, it could be just a song, but like most of it is like trying to be humorous right. with yeah, this or that. Yeah, and as as one of our songs says, I'm not that clever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah. I think you're selling yourself a little short. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I think I'd be great on TikTok. I could do a tale of the TikTok. I'd, I'd follow that. And I'd follow I, that. And it'd be like, uh, just shorten it up and just Uncle, condense, condense it down to. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Talk. <laughs> I could condense it down to 30 seconds. Uh, a full tale of the week in 30 seconds. I think you'd well, have you a hard time. Got that. I think you'd have a hard other. time with that. <laughs> got, that got, this, got this other. You'd get out. It was a Thursday. It was 1975, and the wind was blowing from the east. And then it'd be like it'd be like a voice message when you're leaving it. And I'm just I'm just barely got three words out of my mouth, and it's like, if you're satisfied with this, cut, uh, TikTok be cutting me off. I'd be so long winded. And then they'd be following you for the rest of the story. <laughs> yeah. Well, we certainly appreciate y'all being on here with us. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, we appreciate you having us. I've I've loved what you guys are doing, and I enjoy your podcast and watching and listening. So we 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 are so excited that you guys contacted us, and we've had a blast tonight. Yeah, it's pretty good for a Monday night. Wait, is is it Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And this is kind of uh, was our first meeting with Mm -hmm. y'all. So Mm -hmm. yeah, thank uh, you guys. We appreciate um, it. We have to have you back down the line. Mm-hmm. Yes, Absolutely. yes. Do something else, you know. Talk. There's always new stories to new tell. Stories. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Road stories. Well, folks, if y'all like Flintlock Annie as much as we do now, you'll be checking them out. And uh, just go to flintlockannie.com and you can find out all about them and where they're playing and listen to them. And, uh, and you'll become new fans just like us. That's right. And thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time. Hey.